You're listening to the Nice Girls CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Benavidez, and I am so passionate about women and maybe a few good men too, who are ready to live on purpose and make an impact. So if you want to be a leader in the world and build a business that makes a difference, and you want to be bold and confident so you can show up and stand out, then this is the place to be. Ready? Let's go. All right, ladies, this is going to be a killer episode that you do not want to miss. So make sure you turn off all your distractions, tune in, take some notes, and get ready for growing your own community that is full of your dream clients and you know exactly how to cultivate an engaged community that loves you. This is with a guest expert named Becca, who is the owner of the Beehive Culture. And we dive into some really fun things about, number one, how to even get started with cultivating a community that is amazing and perfect for you. And even like, what the heck is a community? What does that mean? Where do we put this community? So we talk about all of that and more. And I cannot wait to introduce you to Becca. So let's get started. Hello, all my friends out there. Welcome to another episode of Nice Girl CEO Podcast, where we are going to talk today about cultivating a community culture in your business that attracts your dream clients and sets you up for major success. I have guest speaker today. Her name is Becca, and she is the owner of the Beehive Culture. She's a brilliant woman, and I'm so delighted she's here. Welcome, Becca. Hi, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited about this. I think our thoughts on community are similar, and I'm really excited to hear more from you because I know you have a little different uh, viewpoint of certain things that I don't always talk about. So it's going to be exciting. But before we dive in, just share a little bit about your background and how you got started so that we know where we're, who we're talking to. Absolutely. I'm super excited to be here, and we definitely do have a very similar vibe when it comes to community. Um, so I identify as a heart-centered business coach, um, and as you so kindly mentioned, I am the owner of a business called The Beehive Culture. Um, my focus in my business is on supporting women business owners in cultivating their community culture that dream clients really want to be part of, and kind of creating a message that deeply connects with them. And I started my business a little under a year ago when I finally left my nine to five life behind after many years working in consumer insights, market research, innovation, and product development. And I worked in agencies, which meant that most of my clients were big global corporates. And they have a lot of very capitalist intentions. And over the years, that really wore me down. It didn't align with me at all. And so I finally left my nine to five and it's now my goal in life to use the fairly unique skill set that I picked up in my time in that industry to really help women who feel called to make an impact in the world, to make a difference to others by coaching them to create the sustainable and fulfilling businesses and those really strong communities with the culture that's super aligned for their dream clients. Oh, that's huge. And I'm on board with the whole, let's get women on board with the same thing because I mean, every human being is powerful, but my heart is huge for women as well. And I think that's one of the things that I admire about you so much and just really being 
a person in the world that stands for them in a way that's like limitless. So this is going to be exciting. And having you have just start your business in under a year, I think that's incredible. And, you know, we all have different starting points and how we came into this world. So it's always good to hear the people from the different people and their different journeys because we all look so different, right? Absolutely. Completely. Everyone's business journey is completely unique to them. I think that's a really important message. And with so much comparison going on in the online space to sort of own your own journey is so important. Yes, definitely. All right. Well, let's dive into a little bit because I know we're going to have some good stuff that you're sharing with us. And I love that you mentioned that you are a heart-centered business coach. I think that's a really key point. And my audience is going to love that because we are about bigger impact. And it's about growing together versus just growing for ourselves. And I think that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on. Um, so what are you going to share with us today that's, that we can look forward to? So I think the plan today is to talk a little bit about the big realization that I've had in the last maybe six months around business. I used to be solely a business strategy coach. And I know that one of the reasons that we connected was actually as part of that shift um, and also looking at sort of how business owners can cultivate the community, connect with dream clients, create the culture that they really want for their communities and that their dream clients are going to connect to most. So I think probably touching a little bit on each of those two things. Yes, please. So let's start with that personal journey and just getting on board with like, why are we starting our businesses? Absolutely. So for me, obviously with my background, business strategy was always kind of core for me. Um, it was largely how I understood business and I had always worked as I mentioned with kind of corporate clients so that lens was really strong so when I started my business I was really heavily focused on strategy and talking a lot about market research and tactics for growing your audience connecting with dream clients through engagement strategy all of that kind of stuff and about six months ago I think I shared an IGTV on my own Instagram about suddenly finding myself in this feeling of unalignment and feeling really separate from my business, which was kind of an interesting feeling. I wouldn't have considered myself a particularly um, spiritual or in touch person in those days. Um, and since then, I have just been on a massive journey and shift, um, personal growth, but also, you know, looking at like healing and limiting beliefs and mindset and also really exploring spirituality. And my big realization, I think, in all of that was that actually, without a seriously strong mindset, a willingness to be vulnerable and fail, and a core sense of self-belief and purpose, then even with a business background like mine, like I was quite well set up, I guess, for starting a business with a background like the one I had. Um, but even with that, unless you have all those other things, the strategy is actually won't get you to where you want to go most of the time. Mm -hmm. um, I think my big pivot has been about really wanting to make sure that all women entrepreneurs know that the journey actually has to begin with connecting to self and connecting to purpose before trying to apply strategies left, right and center to achieve the goal. I completely agree. And I think that is one of the things that people don't realize 
and it kind of keeps them stuck. So they might think, oh, I have a great business. I, I teach people how to do X, Y, Z, and I'm really good at it. I get results. But they stay at this like level where they're stuck to move into a next level because that does require to do some inner work. Absolutely. And I think, you know, one of my core messages at the moment is that not everybody needs to go on this, you know, deep, powerful journey that lasts four months and changes the face of everything. <laughs> right. It's been a bit of an all or nothing kind of gal. So that worked for me. But it is about really understanding your why on a on a much deeper level and why you're doing this. We're talking about more than just like looking for financial freedom or wanting to have control over your schedule because there are so many options that give you those things. But why this? Like why these mm-hmm. people want the message? What's the impact that you want to have? And by truly connecting into that why, that purpose, that's where I think all the mindset shift really begins. And I think that feeds kind of everything we do in business from, you know, choosing who to serve, how we want to serve them, what the message is going to be, what the transformation is going to look like, you know, it really does feed into everything. And it's a step that I definitely skipped. And I know that a lot of my clients skipped and a lot of the other women that I'm connected with in the industry also skipped. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you're absolutely right. I think it's, it's definitely a big thing. Yeah. And I mean, if we're being like super honest, this whole entrepreneurial journey is not always easy. And on those days or weeks that we have not having a clear why that we are so connected to that we cannot give up, it makes it hard to keep going sometimes. I was actually just talking to somebody in Instagram DM this morning about the same thing. She's a newer entrepreneur and she asked, you know, what do you what could you share with somebody who's just starting? And, and I told her that you have to connect to your why because that's what's going to pull you through all of the ups and downs. Yeah, absolutely. I'm nodding away here silently. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, if somebody had said that to me when I was like, you know, two months into my business strategy coaching business, mm-hmm. it would changed the game for me much, much sooner. I came to that realization through literally sitting in my business one day and thinking, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And that wasn't a fun experience. Sure, the journey has been amazing, but mm-hmm. it was a whole lot to, to do. Um, and actually, I think the more we can get that message out, exactly what you told that woman this morning on Instagram, that's the important thing. That's where the big work needs to happen. And, you know, making space for that as well, not feeling so rushed into, I need to know who I'm serving, what I'm doing, what my offer is and get launching within six weeks, because that's not giving you space to lay the foundation that's going to allow you to build the sustainable and fulfilling business. And like you said, knowing why you're getting up in the morning and why you're not going to quit when things get hard, which they do, no matter how far in the journey you are, they do. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think what you said in there was really key um, about if somebody had told you that in the beginning, but it's even beyond that. It's not only telling somebody or, or hearing that message, but it's really doing something about it. I feel like some people skip this step, just like they skip ideal client market research kind of steps because they're like, I just want to get to the good stuff. I just want to make money. And That is one of the biggest mistakes you can make because without these foundational pieces in place, knowing your why, knowing who you're talking to, why you're talking to them, how it's all going to come together, that money 
is not going to come. And if it does, it's not going to be consistent and scalable. Totally. My community are probably bored senseless from listening to me on the market research train, but like those foundational elements change the game for how effective you can be in your business. I always say, once you've done the market research, everything else is easy, right? If you know your why, you have your purpose and you know intimately your ideal client and what they want and need, everything else is easy because they've already told you what you're doing. Um, So that's a huge message that I try and hammer home on a daily basis (laughs) Uh, because you're right. I think it's something that a lot of people skip. It's not something that people see as fun or rewarding or kind of giving them the outcome that they really want. But actually, if they implement that first, the outcome becomes easier to achieve. Love it. So I think that kind of ties into what we want to talk about as well around community culture. So when you have your why, you're really connected. It's so clear and evident of what you're working towards every day. And you are, you know, you have your plan and you're going for it. How do you create this community culture that you want? How do you know what it looks like? And then how do you know how to execute it? Mm, That's a really good question. Um, There are so many angles to come at this from. One of my favorite angles to kind of use as a lens here is like personal branding. So when we consider how our brand connects with our dream clients and what that says about who we are as a business and also what this space is going to be like. So the number one consideration really is what do you want your community culture to be like for your dream client? You know, how do you want them to feel when they come into your space? And what do they want to feel when they come into your space? So that's playing with you as a business owner, but also what you've learned from talking to your ideal client in market research, ideally. And then literally breaking it down. What action can I take that's going to enable me to create a space that does that? So thinking across even things like visual branding, but you know, your brand values, your key messaging, the kind of content you create how you communicate with people, what kind of boundaries you implement between you and your community. You know, how do you honor your energy and protect your energy so that you can serve to the best of your ability? So it's really just about looking at all the different ways that you are in your business and how you want the culture to be and thinking, okay, well, how do those two things line up? Even if you have an existing community, Mm -hmm. this It's like, you know, you can do this retrospectively as well and looking at where your community is at right now and think, okay, how do I want my dream client to feel? I want them to feel like everyone belongs, that it's a really warm and friendly place to be, that they're always learning. For example, what action am I taking to ensure those things? You know, am I taking action to ensure a really inclusive and diverse space so that everyone that comes in can feel like they belong? Am I using language that ladders up with that? What kind of messaging am I using? Is that inclusive or exclusive of other people's experiences? So really just examining your own action within the community is the core of how to create the culture. I love that. I wrote down, um, you know, do you know how you want your audience to feel? But even more importantly, do you know how they want to feel? And I think that goes hand in hand and you can't have one without the other if you want it to work. No, exactly. It's, you know, it's your business. I always say this to my clients at the end of the day, it's your business and 
you get to create it from the ground up. But if you create it in your own image, you're not making it accessible for the people that you most want to access it. So bringing the two things together enables you to create a business that is both fulfilling and aligned and in integrity for you, but also an attractive space for your dream client to want to be and spend time. And ultimately, the more time they spend in your community, the more likely they are to become paying clients for your business. So creating a culture that they want to be in is key. Yes, I love that. So, you know, talking a little more tangible strategy type thing, like what can we do to start to decide what we want this to look like? That's a really good question. I think the first, the main pieces of community culture strategy are sort of content strategy and engagement strategy, right? And each of those has various different moving pieces, of course. Mm -hmm. But it's looking at within your content strategy, how and when you're going to show up based on, like I said, you know, honoring your own energy, but also thinking about your dream client. When are they present? What kind of content are they looking for in terms of format? Um, Do you notice that more people are consuming your video content versus your written content, for example? Making sure that you're always kind of pivoting your approach based on what your community is telling you they are enjoying and getting value out of. So there's the kind of how and when, but also the what, like what am I talking about? And again, the market research is huge in that really understanding what the dream client wants. And of course, you have a business mission, right? We, we were all put here with a calling and pretty much everyone who ends up in the entrepreneurial space absolutely has a calling. So you have your own mission, but it's about finding the way to marry that up with what your dream client wants to hear or needs to hear from you in order to move forward in their transformation. So bringing the two things together there in terms of what you want what feels good and right and in integrity for you, but also what your dream client is telling you that they want. Similarly with engagement strategy, I think a big one that I hear all the time is people saying, oh my God, I hate engaging because I don't want to be that person that's like liking all the pictures and coming off as really inauthentic or disingenuous. So within engagement strategy, what I coach most of my one-to-one clients on is like building a strategy that's in integrity for you. Who are you in real life? How do you interact with people? If I put you in a party and you didn't know anyone, like what's your first move going to be? You know, how are you going to start a conversation? And so trying to strip back the noise from the online space around how you should, in inverted commas, be doing things and instead coming back to self and coming back to the dream client. And in each strategy that you are utilizing thinking, does this honor me? And does it honor my dream client? And if not, I'm not going to use it. And making sure that all the strategies fit for both parties and the community culture essentially enables you to foster that culture. That is amazing. I always tell people to like, don't throw spaghetti at the wall and hope it sticks for the most part. And I think that having the intention for every single thing that you're sharing you know, why is it there? What do you want it to do? How do you want the reader or viewer to feel or what you want them to do next? And and if you don't have that intention set, 
it's going to show on the other side. So taking the time again, and, th and this is like exact, exactly how to build this community. It's like you're listening and you're delivering value that's intentional. It's for a reason, for a purpose. Absolutely. I love those, that kind of list of questions you've given there. I use a similar set with my clients actually around intentional content as well. So definitely aligned with that. I think always setting the intention. Once you know what culture you're trying to create, that becomes much easier as well. So it's like each piece feeds into the next piece and enables yeah. you to create that more easily. Oh, I love it. So I want to just wrap this up really quick with a bow because we didn't talk about it in the beginning. And, you know, I don't think that necessarily everybody knows what is a community. What does that mean? Does it mean Facebook group? Does it mean clients, like a, a client? What, what does community actually mean? Such a good question. So um, in my business, my main focus is Instagram communities. Mm -hmm. But... A business community can basically be anywhere. It's not even just for an online space. It's a group of people who are connected with your business and your business message. So whether that's followers on Instagram, members of a Facebook group, a networking group that you've put together offline and you meet in person once a month, they're part of your community. Your clients that you're working with are part of your community. So essentially any person who is connected with your business and your message as part of your business community. Love it. And do you think that it is a good idea to start with one place to build a community? So I think this is very much a, um, an individual choice, but <laughs> so in my experience, um, I would say that honing in on one platform gives you the benefit of being able to perfect your content strategy for that platform. Your content strategy needs to be slightly different depending on the platform, the way that people consume content and the kind of space that you're in. So for example, Instagram is a lot of video-based content, right? Stories and IGTV, et cetera. Whereas Facebook, unless you're going live, tends to be more written content. So it's about really understanding the, the platform, but also understanding the dream client, the culture you're trying to create, your business core message. There's a lot going on there. And I think when you try and bring in multiple platforms at once, a lot of the time you're doing yourself a disservice because you're trying to learn multiple things on multiple platforms. So in my experience, yes, starting with one platform is easier. I'm doing um, a happy dance over here because this is music to my ears. <laughs> I agree. Good. Yeah. <laughs> one, one platform um, to start because of everything you just said. And also because if you're truly building a community somewhere and wanting to grow it and cultivate it and love on it, they cannot be trying to find you everywhere else. They're yeah. going to know one place where you're going to show up so that they can be there too. So I love that. I think that's spot on what you just shared. Absolutely. Yes, we're in full agreement. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you can still grow into other platforms. And it's easier, though, when you have mastered one platform, like you mentioned, it's, you know, get really good one place, build your content, and then it's going to be easier to invite them other places and then grow another community if that's even where you should be. But you know, like, you got to start with one. 
Definitely. And it's easier to bring your message to a new place once you've really honed it in one community as well. So you've got the benefit of the people in the community, but also the message becomes easier as well. Mm-hmm. Totally. I love it. And then, you know, we, uh, we've, I was going to, I forgot what I was going to say for a sec, but I was going to say, let's not even get into it. However, repurposing content pops into my head because you don't always have to recreate but you're, you've already built what works and you're just reusing it somewhere else. But that's another conversation. <laughs> all right. Well, I love all of this and I'm really excited because we're going to wrap this up with two more things. You have a free gift that is actually a paid resource. And I snagged it a couple weeks ago in a Facebook group that you and I are both in and I love it. So we are going to put this in the show notes, but let tell us a little bit about plug and play stories. Absolutely. I created this for my community because Instagram story strategy is one of the things that my dream client struggles with absolutely the most of all. And it's a big block to getting a value out of stories and Instagram stories is one of your most powerful tools for creating connections and creating culture and creating kind of personality in your brand. And so in order to remove that block, I put together um, a free resource, which has gone paid since, but we're opening it back up for all your lovely listeners, as you mentioned. So essentially it is a done for you Instagram stories strategy where you get an editable calendar and I think, is it like 54 topics, I think, off the top of my head? Yeah, something like that. Essentially pull out of each category and plug into your calendar. So the strategy is done based on um, topic categories. So you can essentially reuse this over and over again by plugging different topics into each category for the strategy. All the instructions are in the download because it is a little bit complicated to explain in words, as I'm sure you've just noticed. Um, A full document. It's got loads of tips for showing up strong, overcoming um, confidence issues, which I know is another big one, Mm -hmm. um, as well as all the topics and your editable calendar. So it is a massive freebie. It is. I mean, if you're not already checking the show notes to get this freebie, just trust me and go for it. It is so good. And it's so clear. Like it might be confusing to explain, but once you're in there, it's going to be so clear how to map out an entire month of stories so that you're visible, which you know is my jam. We want to get you seen. And it's, I love it. If you're on Instagram, this is a definite must have. And while it's free, I really suggest you go get it. So maybe, you know, if you're listening to this episode way into the future for some reason, and it's no longer free, sorry about that, but buy it because it's that good. (laughs) I'm so glad you think so, Lisa. It is my pride and joy. And it really does take your community on a journey of connecting with you, which is, I think, my favorite thing about it. It really builds one layer at a time. It's very, very well thought out. If I do say so myself, I know I'm biased, but I'm (laughs) in love with this resource. Yes, it's good. All right. And then in the show notes, we also have how you can connect further with Becca on Instagram, Facebook, and on her website. So be sure to go follow her, connect with her and reach out, get that freebie and get started on it. And as always, before we wrap up, what's an action step we can take today that will move us forward 
in what we want for our business based on what we talked about today. Mm, okay. So I think this is, this is a two part action okay. step, but I think the main one for me is think about why you're doing this on a deeper level than what being an entrepreneur gives you and the financial freedom and the schedule freedom, the freedom to move around. But what's the impact? Why this business? Why these people? Why this message? Really go there and then explore what that means for your community and how you want them to feel in your space and what action you can take to make that a reality. Starting there, I think, is the absolute key to everything that we've been talking about today. I agree. I think the answer to finding out your why is asking why a hundred times and just (laughs) going deeper. Yes. I love it. Becca, thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time to join me all the way from Ireland. I wish we were closer because I'd love to hang out, but maybe we can travel someday again. (laughs) And make that happen. I'm counting down the days until I can head stateside to meet all the amazing women that I've met in this um, online space. It's been truly amazing. Thank you so much for inviting me on the Nice Girl CEO podcast. I've been so delighted to be here. Ah, You're welcome. You're awesome. Thanks again. And we will talk to everyone next time. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And if you really enjoyed it, I'd love for you to write a review and share it. Also be sure to connect with me in my Facebook group, Social Impact Squad, and follow me on Instagram at NiceGirlCEO. Hope you have an awesome day. Go take action in reaching your goals, and I'll see you next time.